Congratulations and celebrations and so on. Uh, in this special edition of our podcast, The Four Speeches, we'll look at the celebration speech, um, the um, eulogy celebrating either someone turning 50 years or, um, for instance, a new ship that you're sending off into the ocean or... Uh, We'll not look particularly at uh, celebrating uh, a friend, but what does a corporate leader do when he or she uh, gives a celebration speech? Uh, let's say with a, a 50th anniversary. How should she speak or how should he address? Uh, what's important? That's a good, a good question. Uh, if, if we turn to the um, rhetorical tradition, they're mostly concerned with... Um, People in high office, for example, yes. emperors, princes. Yeah. Um, Usually, those, those were the ones who anyone spoke to. I mean, uh, yes, they received the praises. Yeah, exactly. And um, and uh, well, basically, there are two uh, elements in uh, celebration speech. It's a eulogy, and you you do a eulogy by praising or by blaming. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you 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 either if, if you want to, to celebrate a person, you praise his, his um, virtues, uh, qualities, or qualities, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, qualities, virtues, and you blame those of his adversaries or those he don't agree with okay. uh, yeah, for so. having vices that he or she do not have. Has. So, in a sense, there's then this one person or. Also with the example of this ship who's given a name, who's in, in the center of attention, and you speak in that very moment. So it's a, it's a speak celebrating the moment and celebrating the person who's in the center of attention. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. turn... Uh, you don't turn the, the head towards the, the, the past. No. And, and, and Not so much to the future no, either. No. You raise your glasses. However, yeah. we, we could perhaps uh, add that you might turn... That there might be an in, indirect... Um, uh, connection with the future because what you are praising might be of interest for the firm or for the for the uh, for the position that you represent to uh, grow or to to um, propel or to to support, namely, for example, the virtue of um, of being able to achieve something great. Or if, if the worker in question is particularly creative or uh, embodying certain virtues that you find are inherent to the ethos or, uh, of this, uh, this particular firm or organization. Yes, because a clever, a clever official or a clever leader would then frame the, the, the speech. The, the, yes, and, and, and also frame the, the, the one who is being celebrated into the to the a sort of exemplary yes and, and and see him as a as an example of the the, the way the the uh, the other um, uh, uh, partitioners or, or or the partakers in this envisioned future might be or or, or the, the, the the virtues that that sh- uh, could be relevant so it's in, in a sense it's here we have John John's turning 50 years today and he's he's this he's doing this he has this quality and this quality and maybe john is an example for us to follow is that uh, sort of a way to uh, set it up when you do something yeah. to speak well, you, you are 
congratulations and celebrations and so on. Uh, in this special edition of our podcast, The Four Speeches, we'll look at the celebration speech, um, the um, eulogy celebrating either someone turning 50 years or, um, for instance, a new ship that you're sending off into the ocean or... Uh, We'll not look particularly at uh, celebrating uh, a friend, but what does a corporate leader do when he or she uh, gives a celebration speech? Uh, let's say with a, a 50th anniversary, how should she speak or how should he address? Uh, what's important? That's a good, a good question. Uh, if, if we turn to the um, rhetorical tradition, they're mostly concerned with... Um, People in high office, for example, yes. emperors, princes. Yeah. Um, Usually they, those were the ones who anyone spoke to. I mean, uh, yes, they received the praises. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and uh, well, basically there are two uh, elements in our celebration speech. It's a eulogy and you, you do a eulogy by praising or by blaming. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you 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 either if, if you want to to celebrate a person, you praise his um, virtues, uh, qualities, or qualities, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, qualities, virtues, and you blame those of his adversaries or those he don't agree with okay. uh, yeah, for so. having vices that he or she do not have. Has. So, in a sense, there's then this one person or. Also with the example of this ship who's given a name, who's in, in the center of attention, and you speak in that very moment. So it's a, it's a speak celebrating the moment and celebrating the person who's in the center of attention. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. turn... Uh, you don't turn the, the head towards the, the, the past. No. And, and, and Not so much to the future no, either. No. You raise your glasses. However, yeah. we, we could perhaps uh, add that you might turn... That there might be an in, indirect... Um, uh, connection with the future because what you are praising might be of interest for the firm or for the for the uh, for the position that you represent to uh, grow or to to um, propel or to to support, namely, for example, the virtue of um, of being able to achieve something great. Or if, if the worker in question is particularly creative or uh, embodying certain virtues that you find are inherent to the ethos or, uh, of this, this particular firm or organization. Yes, because a clever, a clever official or a clever leader would then frame the, the, the speech. The, yes, and, and, and also frame the, the one who is being celebrated into the to the as a sort of exemplary yes and, and and see him as a as an example of the the, the way the the uh, the other um, uh, uh, partitioners or, or or the partakers in this envisioned future might be or or, or the, the, the the virtues that that sh uh, could be relevant so it's in, in a sense it's here we have John John's turning 50 years today and he's he's this he's doing this he's, he has this quality and this quality and maybe john is an example for us to follow is that uh, sort of a way to 
uh, set it up when you do self yeah. speed. Well, you, you're a, a handball trainer, aren't you? I am. Yeah. So if if uh, if one of your boys turned 15, yeah, you could perhaps say uh, uh, as the other players hear it that here is John, mm. 15, and he he comes to to practice handball every day. Or he comes 15 minutes early. Yeah, and that's, in that that's sense, even better. He, yeah, so he embodies <laughs> the the idea of being. Actually, I've I've given a few of these sort of celebration speeches. I actually had one speech where I told them about the Swedish ski jumper Jan Bokluf, and and how he embodied. I mean, he was a nerd, and he was an anti-hero in a way, until he invented this very strange way of uh, ski jumping, of and broke all the rules. So I told them that because he was so curious, because he invested so much time in trying out new things, he became, you could call it a prophet, a reformer, whatever, for, the, for this particular sport. So I said to them, one important virtue for you as, an handball, as a handball player would be to try to be that Jan Bokluf of handball, to find that new find, the new shot that no one has uh, discovered so far. So he would be um, uh, the anti-hero of innocent handball. <laughs> yeah, innocence. Yeah, yeah. So, but but let's say um, you are a corporate leader then, and um, you want to praise someone who's either going into pension or who's turning fifty. Where do you start? So, so, well, so it's a big, I think that's the problem for many people when they when they're going to give a speech. Is where do you start? What's the first thing? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, um, a very very good advice is is not to focus on your own abilities of giving the speech. Yes, yeah, so many so, people. I'm not a speaker, and I don't. Uh, so you have this sort of. Uh, so you should, that's not. That's not you, recommendable, and no. it's not recommendable uh, to explain your own relations with with one. Uh, who who uh, who is going the center to, of attention? So, yeah. so, so because because it, it just leads the attention away from him or her yeah. to to you. Yeah, so and your need well, your need to justify that I'm to speak in this moment. You should sort of let that go. I, well, that's my recommendation. Yeah. Oh, there, there's a there's a very interesting uh, point that the uh, the uh, old rhetorical experts uh, have, have have given, and that is just to focus on the difficulty of the task. Ah. It's, it's difficult to, you know, this person is so interesting. It has, he or she has so many uh, features that yeah. it will Where take, to start. Where yeah. to start. Yeah. And perhaps we even have to, to call for the poets. Yeah. Uh, so in, in a sense that uh, is, uh, is a bit like when you want to speak about or sing to the divine. How am I to praise this thing that is so favorable, so fantastic, so uplifted? Yeah. Well, yes, if, if, and if the, if the, the, the person uh, that we are celebrated is not that favorable, favorable <laughs> we, could, we could also, uh, uh, really you, you could also, you know, you know let the, the audience become poets by by just saying where to begin. Where to, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, to, where to begin uh, leaves a sort of ironic tone to it. But it, so, more as a physical pose, this hesitation in the beginning of the speech, sort of uh, centering yourself without focusing on yourself. But you can see that 
will you signal this? Where to begin when I am to praise this? Sort of. That's also, it can, if it's done in the right, right way, create a sort of awe or uh, that. I'm not saying I'm standing on holy ground, but this uh, person deserves the best from us. So yes. Yeah. Well, the, yes, and, and it is also, um, you, uh, th there's a correspondence between the, the grandness of the task that yeah. you are given as a speaker. Because so when you had the person in standing in front of you that you're going to praise or, or celebrate um, is, a, is a person of, it's, it's a great thing to be a person. Yeah. Especially if you have 50 years. I mean, 50 years. It's fantastic. Many, many hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but then, uh, having done that sort of introduction, uh, I mean, there are many ways to do it. You could uh, uh, start with a story. That's always a safe thing, uh, which leads into that same uh, track. Uh, so this celebration speech is a eulogy. And uh, uh, when you're at a memorial service, when someone has... Uh, deceased and you're, and you're memorating them, commemorating them, then that's also eulogy. And then it's very typical or it would be very unconventional not to start with the birth of the person. So also in the exactly. rhetorical tradition, you'd start with... It's very good. Uh, it's a very good point. Yeah. Start with the birth. Yeah. Perhaps even yeah. start with the, with the place where the person comes from. Ah. We, do, it might be... It might be of relevance for, um, you know, the the nature of a person. Where, I mean, I come from from the west coast of Norway. Exactly, and it has probably influenced me in ways I do not cannot imagine. Cannot yeah. imagine. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so the birth uh, could also be connected to the place, but also to the family, to the to exactly. the ancestors. Yeah. Uh, in the city. So, so one, I just got an idea while talking here. So one way could be, because where you start the story is very important. So you could start the story by telling if I was your leader and was speaking at your 50th birthday, uh, I could start. Imagine the 1970s, the beginning of the 1970s on the west coast of Norway. It was tough times. And how on earth could a man and a woman fall in love at that time, even conceive, uh, or I mean, somewhere to start that would lead to the miraculous wonder that you <laughs> appear on earth, you see. So that could be told in different ways. Yes, yeah. because uh, uh, the, um, the introduction that you su suggest now yeah. uh, could, could also lead uh, uh, to a contrast that this person is, has is 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 uh, a different species than than all his his comrades. It, it's a different thing. Um, maybe maybe this this man born in the seventies in the west coast of Norway is a cosmopolitan. Maybe maybe so. Um, but if the subject or the the one we're supposed to celebrate is not favorable, everyone knows that. Well, how is he going to? put this into words that this guy who's turning 50 well he's he's a liar yeah he, he's not to be call. trusted that's how do you celebrate someone who's not favorable well there are there are many things to uh, you you could you could you uh, need to do a cover-up of some sort yes one thing one way of doing that is to, to say for example as as one uh, pastor uh, taught me 
that was uh, to say, for example, in the, at the funeral, things were not so easy. Things were not so easy. That's a, po- a possibility. Another one is to say, given the cards, he yeah, she was she she had received she handled it well or something. She 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 pa- played her hand very very well. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, and and it could also you could also um, frame the vices in a more mildly manner because perhaps you could you could frame the the uh, the um, for example if the thief or if if the if the liar was in a financial environment environment you could perhaps say. He had a very creative um, approach to approach to to accounting. To accounting, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that or, would or his 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 idea of of um, what is mine prop- and what is yours. Yes, and property property was for him a debatable thing. <laughs> or what was my? Uh, he had a flexible approach to what was mine and what is yours. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. so so, but it's a it's a tricky path, isn't it? So you yes. have to you have to, uh, but but I think. Even when the subject is not favorable and you're speaking in the context of a, co- a corporate firm or a corporation or an organization, what you're praising, it's not just the person, but it's the ethos or the legacy of the company or the thing that is. So if it's the janitor of uh, a big company, you're not just praising uh, uh, Martin, uh, who's turning 50, you're trying to tell why he's incorporating the values or the ethos of this organization and which way he does it. Let's, let's uh, take an example. For example, if, if, if this was um, a, a woman um, uh-huh. in her 50s, uh, having been one of the first to take on leadership positions, exactly, yeah. you could say, now, what you have done is paving the way for more women to come, if mm. if the the uh, the firm or the company has a legacy of recruiting from both sexes or both genders, both genders, and even if that's uh, a or goal all, for the future, the, or, yeah, all the sexes, all the sexes, yeah. indeed. Uh, so, but if we continue then from, uh, I mean, having told the story of the origin of the person, where, where he or she comes from, the, the 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 birth, the the city, the place, and. I think framing that through stories is really helpful, or framing it through a metaphor of some sort that you were the uh, you were the flower of the west coast desert or whatever so something something that makes you stand out and which also could point to the ethos or the legacy of uh, the particular company at hand. So, what do we? What's the next thing we move on to? What do you well, praise? Then? Well, you could, uh, uh, as you suggest, you could um, say that that the particular area. Mm. Um, that he or she represents, for example, um, um, she she might come from from a mo- mountainous area, mm-hmm. and you could you could describe that area as as um, an area where people climb uh, uh, climb to the summits of to, to the summit. our, existence, our existence. Yes, and 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 to 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 to. Uh, to combat um, uh, the forces of nature or whatever, and and and, and to climb mountains. Yeah. that's an 
climb yes. every mountain. Now you you, ha you have it all there. So it's sort of yes. so you use and the don't, nature. Don't stop at the top. No, no. Keep on. Keep moving. The sky is the limit. So in that sense, uh, we talked about this before. But nature metaphors or using putting story in nature is always securing sort of the grand uh, story here. Yes. So instead of putting someone in um, uh, an IKEA uh, sort of manual, you put them in a, a nature landscape and, and, and describe how they belong uh, to something great. Yes, and, and, and that they contribute also by just their very existence yeah. because they come from a certain place. Or if you come from a city or an, a big city, you, you come from the, the jungle and you, you maneuvered through the uh, vast avenues of whatever. So Yes, and, and uh, one, one uh, feature of Norwegian existence that is highly underrated yeah. is the coastline. Yeah. So you could say, well, you come from the coast, you come from this, direct from the sea, you have the over, you know what it means to be sort of having uh, a, a great um, vision of the great existence of being a human being. Yeah. I, I think this um, tapping into these uh, uh, nature metaphors, which, which also I, 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 is, is a, has a great rhetorical force. Yeah, and it points to the origin of the person, and it also point, points to the origin of a company or a firm that it belongs to something greater than just itself. Yes. Yes. So yes. I think that's a key thing in every sort of eulogy or every speech that you point out that. This is not just about you, not just about us. This is about something bigger. Mm. So in that sense, you make people feel that we're part of something great. So uh, as we, in many speeches, it's a point to, I mean, you should not take out all the energy at the beginning of the speech. So uh, I was, if I kept on singing congratulations, it'll be pathetic and all the energy would be sort of sucked out of the beginning. So in, in that sense, you need to also build it up gradually. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, um, if, if you have these uh, stages, um, you know, the, in, in the, it is not a coincidence that we uh, started with birth mm -hmm. because it, it has a, a, a line. And it's sort of matter-of-factly as well. I mean, everyone could check it out. It's not, in that sense, debatable. Yeah. Yes, and, and it, it is also a, a build-up that people, to the next step. Yeah, and, and people recognize that when you start with the birth, yeah. you will you will gradually come to the present where we are today. So, so you, you sort of set up a journey. So we put our ship, or to use that metaphor, at the beginning, at your birth, or just before your birth, and then we, we're going to sail here to the present moment. Yes, but what the rhetorical tradition do is that they... they sort of dwell on places so nature is one of them yeah. and another uh, another place or or locus as yeah. it were is the body the body your actual body your because I, and i think that's also uh underrated but, that, but it's sort it's, of it's, it's gravely underrated in our to praise the body yes because but it's sort of risky isn't it i mean it's risky of yeah. course but we, we have a body we and do. <laughs> and, and uh, the intellectual virtues are always overrated. Overrated, also in praising, yeah? Yes, but, but the, the bodies... But how do you praise the body without coming forth as uh, offensive in some sense? For right? example, uh, 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 let's take the smile of a person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that... What you meet is, is the face, yeah. isn't it? 
and a certain uh, artifact of the face. Mm-hmm. Or um, other persons uh, have... Um, but it, it's sort of the surprising thing. If I'd praise your shoulders, let's say, yes, and if I'm able to tell a story about how your shoulders tell the story of you, that would be surprising instead of... Okay, okay. Let, yeah. me, let me, let me then, t- then take a, a very classical thing. Yeah. Okay. And that's the, uh, the hand. Uh-huh. And if you, if, if you, if you say, um, for example, to a person, and then he raised his hand, mm-hmm. and then he started to, 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 uh, to become engaged in the subject that he, he had, he had in mind, or he, that he wanted to, uh, or she wanted to explain, mm. and, he was, and, and the hand gave these wonderful circles. Yeah. What you do is that you, you, you take a, a part of the body, namely yeah. the hand, yes. and you make it, make it a, 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 a symbol. Yeah. The, uh, the hand, the, 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 as, a, as a conductor, mm-hmm. He was then conducting his speech or his mm-hmm. his talk, yeah. and I think that's a, that's a a good thing of of reminding us that when you do a celebrative speech, you need to, to be concrete. Yes, something that, but also this, I mean, the concrete thing has a metaphorical value, so you have to make sure that the metaphor doesn't strike back in the mm-hmm. in ways you don't want it to strike back. So, but that's that's the body, the nature. First, it's. Uh, I mean, most people, I think, would be accustomed to. Uh, oh, I have. I have one more. Of you the have body. one more of the yes. body. You're really into this body thing. I yes, can see. Yeah. That's perhaps praising the ear. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that also because, because some people have very very fine tuned ears. They can hear things. And and also then the physical thing with your body could be linked to a particular virtue. Exactly. Yeah. So we want this place to be a uh, a place of good listeners. Exactly. So and, and she can 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 be an our example. So the way your body works or is uh, is uh, sort of points to our way of being uh, in this particular organization. Uh, in our you mentioned an intellectual society. How should we address a person's intellectual capacities or education or achievements? And that probably depends on what sort of company or firm this is. Or yes, but but uh, everyone has received education at some in some sense. Yeah. Yes, and and some of them, some of it can be traced back to particular uh, figures, uh, schools, exactly. trains of uh, thoughts. Mm. Um, there, uh, there, there's something in John of Salisbury's uh, uh, idea that we stand on giants' shoulders, mm-hmm. and to this, so you have the shoulders thing again, yeah, exactly. And 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 these these are sort sort of uh, the building blocks of our humanity, if you if exactly. if I may, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, at some point to describe a person, it's also to to describe the uh, intellectual upbringing. Even if it's maybe with a, a dash of creativity, not just mentioning uh, you graduated from XX school in the year no no no. So it's sort of telling that story and how that story belongs to a greater narrative or formation, maybe. Yes, yeah. because if if you just cite where they have yeah. gone to school, you don't ex. You don't tell a story. It's, it's not no, exactly. It's just a formal yeah. 
address. Yeah. But, but to describe the most important teacher, for example, as something completely different. Exactly. And, and it, it throws light on a very interesting subject. Mm. Uh, I mean, every person, uh, if it's not a ship then, has some um, um, actions or some deeds that they might have uh, done through the course of their lives. And how do you tell about uh, them in the in a celebration speech? I mean, if it might be even at a, a at a wedding, if it's uh, a mom and dad telling about their uh, the bride that they're now giving away, uh, yes. putting that in quotation marks. There's always in some cultures there would be the temptation to tell about all the deeds. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess here it's a point to find the, the stories that could describe a greater reality and point to what do you think uh, yes the uh, the the old tradition recommends telling um war stories over peace stories because courage in war was more uh yeah it's it wasn't more important. more more uh, important virtue on the other hand what they thought was that in war yeah. You, your character was your character is ex- exposed is exposed yeah. to the whole world exactly yeah. and your innermost being comes to the fore so if you are a man of courage yeah. it it will be seen in in times of war so in se- one sense in a celebration speech you tell about uh, i mean very few people in our part of the world have really been uh, participating in a war but maybe yes. uh, maybe a conflict then uh, this conflict showed your true character, if that's possible to tell that story. Yes, let's let. Uh, if a war is merely a, a military action, then yeah. you, you're of course right. you're, you're correct. But there are small wars, small wars, in or, or, or conflict conflicts that, that are uh, fought over, and some are really important, uh, either for the firm, for the company, or perhaps also uh, for for the individual. Exactly, and 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 to, to describe behavior in more or less extreme situations, um, at least seen from 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 the the old tradition, that would be favorable. Yeah. So so trying to when the going gets tough, uh, then your true character was revealed, and that's what I want to tell the story about now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so um, finally here. Um, once again, this building up the speech. One way, I guess, to tell these stories that we pointed to now would be to say, if I were to praise you, I might start with your your birth. Your birth was miraculous. And then you'd go on. But I won't start with that. I'll go on. And, and then you sort of build it up. You, you grew up. And I could praise you for your, your uh, how you grew up in the, in the nature, in, in the mountains, and all you did that. But that's not what the story I want to tell. So sort of find ways of uh, keeping the audience uh, expect that there will be more. We're coming to the culmination at some point here that will reveal uh, all, all this this minor uh, sort of uh, revealing of who you are will lead to the big sort of moment where we know, yes, this is John. And now we know who, uh, John embodies a particular virtue that is also pertinent and fitting or important for this company or firm. So how do you end 
a celebration speech. I mean, yeah. raising the glass is an easy thing. If, uh, if uh, one say cheers, uh, he's a jolly good fellow. You can sing a song. Yes. Uh, maybe this, because the interesting thing here is that if we look at the rhetorical tradition of the, at least the ancient one, they recommended a sort of epilogue, a final comparison with the other people around, and then maybe a prayer. Mm. And, and um, if you're not in a very religious tradition, you won't give a prayer at the end. But you, what could be sort of equivalent to that moment? Because it's the awe moment mm. where we come to the culmination of a celebration speech. Yes, uh, as we we said in the in the start of this um, um, podcast, the the idea of of uh, saying something about 